Hello, my name is Ian Aber, and this is Straight People. Uh, we're joined this week uh, by uh, Seattle, right? Seattle-based yes. comedian uh, Derek Sheen. Hello. Hello, Derek. Welcome. Hello. We're very welcome. Uh, very happy to be here. It's Straight Straight Talk. Yeah. No, not Straight, straight people. Talk. Straight, straight people. people. Straight yeah. people. Yeah. Straight people. Straight Talk would be about prison, wouldn't it? Straight like- Talk, I think, is actually <laughs> Ross Matthews' podcast. <laughs> okay. So it's probably it wouldn't be about us. It could be about prison. We try to talk kids out of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That Ross talk Matthews is? will be probably talking about like. Um, other celebrities and being fabulous. And, oh, all right. Um, yeah, I like to just talk about straight people, like just regular old, like like crusty white bread straight yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, khaki pants. Yeah, uh, Ooh, uh, khaki uh, pants. Yeah. Absolutely, the uniform yeah. of the straight man. Dockers, because like. you gotta yeah. be you gotta be free to move. Yeah, what if need, you get a heart on at work? You, when you need pleats, so no one can see how big or little your dick is. <laughs> yeah, you right. know what I mean? Like yeah. that slight ballooning in the front that like just kind of like hides everything. <laughs> the modesty a, panel of there's of, a video <laughs> of, a, and I don't want to make fun of the 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 medical condition, but there's a condition of course where you just you, you spontaneously uh, 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 ejaculate okay you can't stop it happens all the time and apparently yeah. it sucks and it's really painful yeah but there's a video of a guy who like has it all the time yeah. and he's having these uncomfortable erections and and then ejaculating during the interview he can't help yeah. it but he has to have double wide khaki pants to hide his erection when he goes yeah. out in public because it just happens. And I'm yeah. like, that's what khaki pants are for. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing they're good for. I mean, he could try a hammer pant, like a black hammer oh, pant. Oh, yeah, he that. could have gotten away with that. I don't know. There's a lot of options there. I feel like that he that he stalled out at khaki, probably. But that's interesting. That's a very interesting. I didn't know that that condition existed. I always thought that, that was just like a, the straight man's dream. It was just a, <laughs> like just jizz on command or whatever. I mean, I'm sure it like it is until it like until it, it starts happening like yeah. in the elevator or at work or like. You know, when you're uh, helping your buddy bench press and you're just toxically masculine. <laughs> you're like, here, let me spot you, man. Oh, oh shit. Oh, God damn it. So you were in town this weekend at Relapse Theater. Yeah. Uh, how were your shows? The Saturday show was great. We canceled Friday. Yeah. Because, uh, well, nobody nobody knows oh. who I am. And, oh. and so... Well, yeah, there's up. a lot. I mean, there's so much shit. And it's yeah, the and Friday, basically, of Halloween. Yeah, Friday that. Yeah. And then also... Uh, uh, and then there was the um, no, that was Saturday. So I guess the 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 synagogue shooting was Saturday. So Friday would just be the bomb threat. So yeah, I'm sure yeah. on top of Halloween and everything else, everyone oh, was absolutely. like, the last thing we want to do is see a tiny fat yeah. dwarf yell in the basement of an abandoned church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of relapse? Have you been? There I love it. I've done it before. I yeah. came through the first time I did it was like seven years ago when Rory Scovel came. Yep, and that was sort of like the last incarnation. So it's it's yeah. the same ownership. But it's sort of like the second round. Of, yeah, and that, know, they used to have the 1 a.m. show there. Yep, yep. Uh, And so that's what I remember most about that place. Yep, and, yep. And, and then first season of, uh, they, they had it on the first season of Queer Eye. They did. I was on that. I submitted the guy. So, oh. Yeah, so it was me that submitted. It was Joe Gawa, hmm. who was the person that was submitted. <sighs> and um, he has a brother who does stand up, too. And I think when they found out he had a brother, they were like, oh, the brother, they're, they're rivals. That's, that's the angle. And, you know, and so I was involved, but they kept asking me if they were rivals. And I was like, ah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. know. <laughs> it was just really funny. But then but yeah. two comics that, that, that we know. Oh, yeah. They, Neil, Neil yeah, Reddy is also. Reddy. He was, but they don't mention him as a comic. I think that it was once they had Joe, they were like, all right. Because I think what they realized is once they met two comedians, they were like, oh, that, this could just be the whole show is just gay people fixing comedy that would be a <laughs> i mean it's still it's it should happen i mean that's what i feel like i'm doing at least in my yeah. own way and when i talk to other gay people in their scenes there's 
There's some, <laughs> I may be not working on your aesthetic, but I'm certainly um, tinkering with the insides of some of the straight yeah. people that I come across. Yeah, well, with, 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 male, with straight male comics, the oh. tinkering all has to happen on the inside first. Absolutely. They'll get shoes and sweaters later, but we got to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll find a woman that will help will dress them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a woman out there to dress you. That's there is one. Like. There's, there's always yeah. one. I mean, I found one. Who so did like, you, do you enjoy Queer Eye? Is that like a. Yeah, I love watch? it. Yeah, I'm a yeah. John, Jonathan. Jonathan is my avatar on, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, on Netflix. Great. So every yeah. time I turn it on, I'm like, Ah, there we go. It's yeah. the smiling face of Jonathan. Yeah, he and he's super funny. Like without like, I mean, the rest of them. Yeah. Like to varying degrees, I really like. I always make fun of like I had I just had Guy Branham on here, and Guy was talking about his book, and he was like, "Yeah, my book's not in the airport." Now, if I was one of the queer eye guys, my book would be in the airport. And I was like, "Even Karamo, even Karamo's book." Like, I don't <laughs> think Karamo's book would be in the. But um, but uh, I don't think it will yeah, be Jonathan, out. I think is like the one who's like he's. Like even when he doesn't cut their hair, I'm like, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. I'm no. fine with it. It's okay. He's just he's you know? the <laughs> he's the gay guy that I grew up with. Like he's just like he's he reminds you that like oh you know what life's really short so you just got to get in and have fun with it and live in the moment. And absolutely, absolutely. So he's like the embodiment of that, which yeah. I love. And so you mentioned that growing up with that kind of gay person. So you identify, of course, as straight. So you yes. are one of the straight people that the show is about and for to a degree. Um, so much privilege, isn't you know? it? God I know. It. I just I couldn't. I was like, who needs a podcast? And I looked out <laughs> there, and everyone's got like everyone's got gayness on lock. I mean, like Mateo Lane has a podcast. Cameron oh, yeah. Esposito, Ross Matthews, of course, has a podcast. You know, all of them have. Everybody's got one, but not one, not one by a gay person for the straight people. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Finally, Get, someone's yeah. representing our voice. <laughs> Finally, someone has found that um, are we feel marginalized? Yeah. I mean, I'm taking a lot of license by with doing it and <laughs> and, and, and making it very self serving, but still, yeah. it's for the straight. So, but you, so you came up straight in. In, where you grew up, I grew in, up in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. so you were born like in, in the city, or I was born just or? south of um, just south of, of Seattle, okay. in the airport city of Burien, which was really close to SeaTac Airport, okay. and it, it's right underneath the flight path. Yeah, so the whole my whole childhood was just planes flying overhead, <laughs> and uh, and my my mom and dad bought a place in uh, uh, in Federal Way so I was uh, after I think after I was five I moved even farther south uh, but my aunt and my uncle uh, her husband I mean my aunt and my my uncle-in-law I guess or whatever the yeah. fuck you would call it uh, they worked for uh, Greg Thompson Productions out in downtown Seattle which is and it still is operating but at the time was a um, sort of like a folly style traveling dance show and okay. and uh, um, carnival and yeah. uh, you know the dancers and headdresses and shit so uh, her whole life was costuming and yeah. he did set design so it was almost always dancers yeah uh, and 90 and most 90 percent of the drag community in Seattle worked for Greg Thompson yeah. so I couldn't wait to go hang out with them <laughs> yeah, yeah because the whole house was usually just a carnival yeah uh, and and um their wedding was the first time I'd, I'd ever really just been like surrounded by drag queens and yeah. and and how old were you? I was, I want to say I was six or seven, yeah. but like I identified with that culture more than I did with like uh, the stuff that was happening around me. I I like I really identified. I mean, my the comics I liked, of course, were you know I mean I had Mort Saul and and George Carlin and all that stuff, but yeah, I would definitely push people out of the way to get to Wayland Flowers and Madam as well. Yeah. So oh, I used to love Wayland Flowers, oh my man. God damn it. All that innuendo, baby. So uh, subversive yeah. too. Like 
And I think that that's an interesting thing that's sort of been forgotten in the kind of style of the way queer comedy is done now is that they that that sort of innuendo is looked kind of frowned upon in a way it is not being as authentic as just saying it and, and whatever. Right. But I feel like that that's that it's that innuendo in camp is its own is its own kind of like style of comedy. I think and so. that in the gay expression and the queer expression, it's like you can get I can say so much without ever saying a word that's dirty. I can make the audience complicit in everything. They think it all. They think it. They think it. They vision visualize it, and I never say it. And I love that kind of comedy more than anything else. Oh man! I mean, um, it, it, and it. At being six or seven years old, it was. I think I got turned on to a lot of subversive stuff around that age because that's when I got hip to like Brother Theodore, yeah, and the Residents. Okay, and um, the Residents is the eyes. The yeah, eye, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the sort of anti music. Yeah, the, like yeah. anti pop and anti commercial stuff that yeah. was. And there's all this kind of like mythos around the the masks being stolen and why the one guy wears a different mask yeah. and so I've I've never really listened to much of the music but I've heard it's, I've had so many friends who are like oh this band and then it's but it's weird. always the backstory is always yeah I mean it's listen. nothing yeah. you could really ever like put on to relax yeah it's just like a sound yeah. study you know it's it, yeah. you, you put it on and you're like oh I'm freaked out like what is happening <laughs> but I love that I love this sort of underground like yeah. you know I subscribe to Fangoria magazine but uh, you know, at the same time, uh, I was, you know, watching uh, this is pre MTV. So anytime I could get on Showtime and watch, you know, late night comedy, yeah. uh, anything that was remotely not evening at the improv yeah. or uh, I mean, I, I think I just I was more attracted to that side after, especially after being introduced um, you remember the show Night Flight? Like yeah, USA? yeah. Oh, man. And I'm, they would have some comedy. They'd have some comedians yeah. on occasion on those. And they'd have and, weird shit. That's where, you know, Barnes and Barnes. Like yeah. anything that anything that my parents didn't get yeah. or my friends didn't get, even yeah. more so if like my friends were like, I don't understand it. That's yeah. what I wanted. Because I think that yeah. was my identity was I wanted to have something that was my own thing. And Yeah, my thing about being gay was that I didn't, what I didn't understand was like what gay culture would be like at all. And so the only reference point I had was John Waters. Oh, and yeah. so when you actually met like like cookie cutter white gay guys, it didn't work at all. But all the fringe groups, so all the, you know, like if the people of color, the queer people, the trans people, the, the gender nonconforming sort of fell into like sort of the stylized, more artistic expression oh, of yeah. uh, personality in general. And that's like that John Watt. And then so it's like always the weird side of gay was always. So the queer side of gay is what I was always attracted to in terms of like, it's the same thing in which you're talking about the subversive. So it's not even the mainstream. So it's like the more like the, the, the will and graces of the world were kind of like, eh, I'm not into this, but yeah. you give me some John Waters and I'm going to be like, or give me something or a little Greg bit Iraqi or whatever it yeah. is. And, you know, like, See, and, and then like I had like that, my aunt's wedding was officiated by a drag queen. And then, of course, my dad, who was from Rhode Island, my stepfather, anyway, yeah. it's like super shitty, toxic, masculine, alcoholic, wrote, you know, Portuguese dude. Uh, and so he, it, watching him be so uncomfortable was like a <laughs> gift for me, like getting to see like, oh, <laughs> this really, because I'd never seen any, yeah, any yeah. like any uh, crimps in his armor at all. Yeah. And so watching him at this wedding and, you know the power exchange i loved so it it's like i loved it and they knew it he's I could the tell. minority yeah. yeah so he's the minority they're the majority only in that moment and only in that context of and in probably in such a way that no one was going to really disturb him because that would disturb the wedding itself yeah. but you know yeah yeah that's interesting and, and watching like getting to sit and watch this guy who was <laughs> super abusive to me so there was this really great power dynamic 
watching gay men who who knew that he was uncomfortable and that fed them getting like trying to get his attention more and and, and talking to him more yeah. and being closer to him yeah uh and watching him just be so unhappy made me so like and so i think squirm is the word yeah I squirm and and yeah. i i i think i you know, i did i inhabited a lot of those personality traits because i knew they bothered my dad yeah and so I would start dressing more post, colorfully. Yeah, you did a post recently that was kind of like I think that like it was something about like being told to not be so talk yeah about dick sucking so much. And yeah, it was sad. a club I yeah, did, yeah. And, and it was the same thing where it's like, well, fuck you, I'm going to do 30 minutes of it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. tell me not. First off, you use the word faggoty. Yeah, like at me in a club. <laughs> then you've already. If you're not gay. You're not allowed to use. Yeah, that word. and you just yeah. issued a clear invitation to the dance yeah. and or the TED talk that yeah. I'm about to give on yeah. uh, how to give head properly. I do love that word, though, faggoty. I only say it in terms of, like, I'm complimenting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I only use it as a compliment, though. I, um, I mean, it, it was one of those moments. You know, this, it's no, one I understand of those exactly dumb things. But, but even yeah. more so, I think I, well, that's I went in more. interesting being straight that you're like, okay, well, fuck you. Because, like, as a gay person, like, that's what that's our literal that's like the real note that we get not necessarily in those terms yeah but, but like get, i get i get a lot of like um i've had this happen f- very frequently um uh do you have x number clean and i'm like oh sure sure and then they're like do you have x number where you're clean and don't mention being gay and i'm like what why would i do why would i what am i like just a like a face behind a curtain am i doing i have yeah i have an hour of god mike well you want that what do you want you know yeah. what i mean like they never know who i am they'll never know you know and um why and would always, you even hire me but then i started asking i started asking straight people I'm like do you have any how much time do you have where you don't mention being straight and they're like what are you talking about i don't get you know, like what, are you ta- what do you mean i don't know but yeah yeah that's just interesting so coming up uh you knew you were straight uh but you had been around gay I people didn't, though, so you're around queer culture and yeah queer i was identity. around queer culture and i yeah. i didn't I mean, I really, I didn't struggle because that wasn't, it wasn't a struggle for me. Um, but, uh, cause I got very lucky, but I, I, I didn't know whether I was straight or gay and okay. I didn't. And my mom, uh, God bless her was like super, I mean, she's super liberal feminist yeah. who, you know, she attached herself to poison people. Some people do and, yeah. and that's what happens, but it didn't, you know, she, she still, her whole is very, you know, Libby, uh, bra burning late sixties, you know, feminism and, yeah. She didn't put any of those constrictions on me. So, like, yeah. when I was, you know, I, I, so I... she wasn't, like, there wasn't a man, kind of man you were supposed to be. You could just be No, my dad would try to push that into me. You were raised me. as a person, is what yeah. I call that. Yeah, that and, she, and she yeah. loved that. I mean, she loved uh, uh, watching me sort of inhabit these these characters. What I th- they were character traits. They weren't real yeah. because I was a kid, but... Yeah. I saw these things that not only made my dad uncomfortable, but made me feel like I had some power. Yeah. And so those were the character traits that I started embellishing and inhabiting. Yeah. And so I started wearing brighter colored clothing yeah. and I would, um, I, I would be a lot more, I would say things that had a lot more effeminate tone to them because I, and I would use my hands more when I talked yeah. and it well, drove like them. One of your comedic influences is madam. Yeah. Cause it's not really well on uh, flowers. He's almost ancillary to the bit. Yeah. It's Madam. It's what Madam's doing and how Madam's acting and vamping it up and camp- I mean, vamping camp. It's yeah. the same kind of, yeah. I and and I, I liked that. I liked yeah. that reaction. And also I liked the reaction I got from my friends when, you know, when, because those were, I had, I had really good kids I grew up around who didn't have that weird, like, they, they, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't play Smear the Queer. We didn't yeah. have like 
Nobody was like, oh, you're gay for doing that. Everyone, yeah. for some reason, they just got a good group of dudes who, you know, didn't have that. They didn't have that weird boy thing. And yeah. I, I don't know if it was like, well, I mean, also, we all fucking sucked each other's dicks when we were like eight or nine years old. So uh, <laughs> that shit just happened. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that still happens quite this. I mean, because I, I had a couple of those experiences, but then those kids also grew up to be gay. So, like, some of them oh. I still know as adults. So it's like they, like, those experiences that I had were with kids that then also grew up to be men who identify as gay. Um, so I always thought that was kind of like the, but when we were, when I was that age, um, there wasn't as much, there was like, there were bullies who were very anti-gay yeah. and would call everyone a fag. But the general kind of like uh, way we all made fun of each other wasn't to call each other gay. We didn't use gay in the pejorative to mean dumb at my age in the 60s and in the 70s and 80s. Um, so like uh, I think Louis C.K. has a bit about it where it's like, yeah, that's what we did. And it's like, no, you were literally calling somebody a fag yeah. back then. Like it really became like a sort of 90s. It was sort of like this oh, sort yeah. of like ironic Gen X way of calling somebody gay or, or that's gay. Which is you're still calling it gay. You're still saying it's a less than thing. And it's um, it's it, it was very. I mean, it was still. Der- I mean, it was super derogatory back when I was a kid because yeah. it was. It was more based around what your identity, your Absolutely. sexual identity. You were literally calling them a fat. You weren't calling them dumb. You were calling them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's so interesting about like comedy now. It's like so. There's so many more queer people doing stand up. But the audience really hasn't caught up. Like the millennial audience, the young audience. So like young queer people go see live comedy way more than older queer people. Yeah. Because um, older queer people want it almost to guarantee that they're going to see something that isn't going to be offensive. They want to see like – so like if they go to see Kathy Griffin or Margaret Cho or whoever it is, they're going to that because they know that that person has kind of went out of their way to say that they're, they're pro-gay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And do you notice, so you travel a lot, so do you notice that the audiences in general are less resistant, more resistant? Um, I, I think they're still, like, I mean, that that show that I, I posted about, that yeah. was in Santa San Jose, and the audience was mainly just, like, UFC fans and steakheads, and that, did it did it go? Did it go? Um, and that, that prompts me that kind of shit prompts me to more act out than anything else i understand and so i i, I relish people forget in, how conservative those parts of california yeah are, and know? i relish in making people uncomfortable yeah. like that especially dudes because it's yeah. like i didn't you know i grew up i guess i grew up straight but i grew up super gay adjacent yeah so i i you know if anything i think i identify more with gay like gay culture growing up as a as a as a, as a sub as a sub thread to my life yeah so have then, you ever heard the term queer straight? Like that's something that no. seems to be bandied about recently. I mean, I imagine it's for dudes who don't want to admit that. Like, I think it's like it's an kind easy title, isn't it? It's somebody who, well, the people that are who I met who have identified as queer straight to me are people that are heterosexual, but um, are so involved in the queer community or with queer people, um, and they're more comfortable in those spaces than they are around traditional straight and conservative straight. Okay, well, that would so describe me 100%. They just identify as queer straight, so you may be queer straight. Well, I, I will say this, though. I know a lot of queer people who are like, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. I, I'm like, 
if you want to join the club, you can, like this ain't Hogwarts. Yeah. Any the muggles will let them in because we need the numbers, in my opinion. So like, yeah, we got to post yeah. the numbers. I so understand. like, there's a lot of people my age who do the same thing with bisexuality. They're like, oh, that person's not bi. I'm like, I, mm, if they're gonna call themselves bi, we'll take them. We're counting them. Put them on the number. Yeah, you know. I just like, always I want felt. The, I want the idea that really, literally, one in ten people are either literally gay, literally trans, literally lesbian, or they're queer, queer adjacent, bisexual, bi-leaning, heteroflexible, not quite straight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, me, I, like, I've always felt like that we're I've floated towards. in that ether for yeah. a long time. And I, I'll be honest, it's always been like a point of contention with me because I don't, like, I really did push myself in my teens to see, like, how I wanted to identify. And that included, you know, uh, uh, experimenting, you know, with other men. I mean, I've talked about it publicly. And yeah. and I really was like, okay, let's see if that's my thing. And yeah. I really stepped out there. I wasn't, a, you know, definitely wasn't afraid because I didn't really give a shit about what anybody else thought of me. I yeah. was more concerned with who am I? Yeah. You know, I'm the kid who was like, who would still get up and watch. Uh, um, God damn it. There was this, there was a play that they used to have uh, back in the day, like, Cable, especially Showtime, would have like Broadway premieres, and they would play them like you know twice or three times a day. Yeah, and there, and I'm tr- I got to remember the play. I can't remember the name of it right now. Scott Bayo was in it, uh, but he played a teen who was struggling with his uh, his identity and trying to figure out if he was queer or not. Yeah, and it takes place in Brooklyn, and you know he's living yeah. with a a Catholic mom who's super hardcore Christian, and he doesn't know what to do. I feel and, like I seen it. so it's like all Italian-y kind of. I I don't know the name of it. That's yeah, and there's all this like well, and, cultural pride wrapped up in it, and, and that he's so conservative now that that's a yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that he played it, that. Yeah, like God damn it, Scott! I wish you did kiss that guy. I wish <laughs> you kissed it and enjoyed it. But... <laughs> well, no, but I would watch that religiously. Yeah. I would watch it all the time because I I I identified with that struggle of like, what am I? Yeah. I have a mom who's just letting me do whatever I want. Same yeah. thing with religion is yeah. whatever you want, you know. Yeah. Figure out who you are. And then I had a dad on the other side who was like, if you're gay, and I'm like, well, then I want to be gay. Yeah, yeah. Even more so, just yeah. to fucking anger you and have you not take me to work with you on Take Your Son to Work Day. <laughs> and oh, he stopped doing that like the first time I came to work and just started talking about like how, like everybody's like, what do you like to do? And I'm like, oh, I like to garden and yeah. I like to sing and yeah. I like to do all these. And he was like, stop doing that. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to do what I do. And yeah. he's like, you're doing a character and it's making my friends uncomfortable. I'm like, I like it's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. And it <laughs> drove him nuts. He never brought me back. Yeah. Uh, I used to ham it up quite a bit to get out of things. I'd like, I, my dad used to tell me I had flamboyant hand gesture syndrome. That was his big, like my hands would move around too much. <laughs> so like when, when I had to like, when they were like, uh, when I'd have to go places, I would just do that until they made me, I go sit in the car. They give me money for the video game or whatever oh, it yeah. was. I'd be like, father, no. And then just like that. I <laughs> get my, exactly get what my I did. dollar. Oh, I really oh, yeah. hammed it up. And but can we, you know, I think on the other side, the, 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 uh, the other part of that is that's us, you know, that's the gene of a stand up. Oh, if absolutely. You use but comedy like, as sort of a shield. Well, and not even just comedy as a shield. Let me be the embodiment of the thing that you're making me hate about myself um, and monetize it. Let me monetize it for a second. Yeah. Or let me control you with it for a second. 
um, yeah, they, I learned so many bad lessons from all of that. Like they didn't teach me the, what they taught me to do was like, they taught me to lie. They taught me to hide myself. Um, but they also taught me like comic timing and a bunch of, you know what I mean? So there was all these lessons I learned and the, not a single one of them had anything to do with being straight, with being straight. No. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think that's an interesting, but yeah, queer straight. So that's something you should think about. I mean, and, I never really, yeah. I mean, I didn't know if that, I guess here's I, the thing. I feel I always, like it's a valid, valid identity because like the more queer culture becomes mainstream, the more straight people are going to be like, so it's like, okay, if you're queer, if you're queer or gay adjacent, um, at some point, um, are you, where are you appropriating and uh, co-opting and blah, blah, but if you're a part of it, you know, maybe not sexually, but in other aspects of the identity, yeah. you are queer to straight people. You're queer to other straight people. You're not right. Oh, you I'm ain't super right. queer to other straight people. That's and, what I'm and, talking and, about. And, and that, but, but I also like, I mean, I, for most of my childhood and even through my teens, I was. I'm m- saying you can be gay for pussy is what I'm trying to tell you. Excellent. I uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because. Uh, that was actually the title of uh, uh, that I was going to use for an album. Gay for pussy. Yeah, and then I got I got a couple of letters like from two of my feminist friends who were super pissed about it. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were like, "You can't use that word; it's so gross." Oh, and, pussy. Yeah, and they were like, "It's also offensive." Uh, women don't like the word pussy. Like, I, they don't I've never like heard that. a man go, "Oh, the word." But women, I definitely my sister-in-law. Yeah. Loves and I was it. like, I guess I'll change it. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Would you change it to? Uh, what did I change? Holy, well, oh no, Chip Pope named my first album. Okay. Instead, I just put it out in the open, and he was yeah. like, so he named it Holy Drivel because okay. I was a Dio fan. Okay, nice. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll use that instead. Nice. Uh, but but I like I really feel like um, I I always embraced gay culture, but I was super quiet about it to everybody else because I didn't want people to think I was taking advantage of yeah. like or or that I was appropriating it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. more even more careful now. Like I don't, I won't. I'll support all my friends. I'm a, you know, I'm an I'm a allyship. Strange, but. To me, it's a very strange thing because most gay culture is like re like recontextualized straight culture that has been appropriated in some capacity. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sure the gay people as a group are still segregated into whatever we are: old, young, male, female, butch, femme white, black, and all that. But then we come together in so many ways that we do share a bunch of stuff. And then that we say, which is gay culture, which is actually really probably the best parts of straight culture or or, or shitty parts of straight culture that we've repurposed or redefined or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, so then to say that straight people don't have access to that, it's almost like, well, where did we get it from? Well, I you would know? like to say I would I would rather I would rather uh, I would rather like to contextualize it as uh, uh, as 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 you gentrified straight culture and made it better. Sort of. There's some <laughs> there's some process that we're doing, yeah. and it's not from nothing. We create like so like to me like you know the uh, the phenomenon of uh, women going to gay bars for their bachelorette parties is a strange thing because it's like really what what that is is that sort of like the um, Exoticism. It's, no, it's like in a, it's a um, it's an abstraction of the concept that gay men and female women we were sympathetic and friendly to each other. So these women aren't women who have gay friends. These are women who are like, oh, the gays are gonna love us because it's our bachelorette party or whatever. And so it's not like they want to be friends with gay people. They just want to co-op the experience for the night. Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And in a way, okay, yeah, that's fucked up. Get out of our bars. Blah 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 blah. But in another way, as gay people, we do that constantly. I'm constantly like slumming it with the straights. Like doing comedy (laughs) is my version of that. I'm out in the straight world 
studying the straits and bringing back the best pieces of it from for me for my comedy and whatever i'm doing like you know in terms of uh content right yeah. but it's still the same it's still the same so it's like sometimes the uh, the appropriation conversation for me it's like uh when people of color are saying things are being appropriate i listen and when women say things are being i listen but when a, like a white gay man is yelling at a white woman about they're doing x y and z i'm like mm, you know you got something from her too you you know there's some yeah. there's some aspect of your persona it's, it's that even funnier you've adopted if <laughs> from a woman so i think it's okay it's even you know? funnier if they're dressed in a vera wang gown when they're doing it. absolutely absolutely <laughs> it's even more yeah. telling I don't know. You're appropriating gay culture. And I'm like, hold on. Are you wearing a delicious red gown right now? And like gay culture is really kind of like, I feel like that gay culture is sort of like the concentrate from which the rest of the culture is made at this point. (laughs) That we're distilling it down to like the quintessential Well, that's a really good way to put it. I mean, you think about it. It's like, okay, well, people used to eat lunch in restaurants. And now on the weekends, do people eat lunch in restaurants or they eat brunch? You know, there was a time 20 years ago where most people were going to lunch on weekends. They weren't going to brunches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And well, brunch is, happened, uh, you know, I mean, I remember my sister. Uh, uh, like fun brunch, though. Like, yeah. Not like hotel brunch, because that's what I used to know brunch as. Oh, brunch God, was man. a very straight, boring thing when I was a kid. Yeah. And the brunches of like when I in the early 90s when I would go to somebody's house or the whatever, meet. 20 people uh you know a table of 20 that i was going to hang out with and like fun brunch that was a gay thing that was like a you know oh yeah we don't go to church we go to brunch yeah that's what i remember because i remember brunch when i was growing up would happen in a hotel lobby steam pans on a sunday yeah uh you know carving station yeah prime rib that all that and my sister would go to capitol hill which was on in broadway on in seattle which was the gay area of town and they would have like a noon you know, like breakfast, lunch, yeah. egg sandwiches, drinks. And I'm yeah. like, why aren't we doing that? Why are we going to the Red Lion <laughs> and eating fucking gar- the, uh, the dude at the omelet station looks like he yeah. just wants to put his face in yeah. that That's... sterno. And... <laughs> and now, but that brunch is now straight culture and, and yeah. white and very white culture, I think. Um, it's almost to the point where like most of the... <laughs> Most of the gay people that I know that are involved in brunches are waiting or running the restaurants or in the back cooking it. And, you know, because well, straight like, people get super jealous. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, that's when, that's what you see when, like, neighborhoods get re gentrified. Yeah. Is it straight people going, like, oh my God, I love that they have these breakfast places and there's so many gay people out yeah. here. We should move into this city. And then two weeks later, they're like, oh my God, I wish that gay bar downstairs would close at Absolutely. 11. Why is it so loud? We should that's raise what's happening the rent in Atlanta. here. That's exactly what's happening in Atlanta. And, like, the traditional gay neighborhood midtown is sort of like a really kind of a shadow. I mean, it's yeah. still fairly gay, but like, and there's like significantly less gay bars in the city than there were when I first moved here, you know, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. It's I like, mean, the Capitol Hill used to be the place like Broadway. You could go up there on Halloween night and yeah. it was the best time. People would just cruise yeah. up and down Broadway. And it was just a like crazy, like a uh, 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 Mardi Gras style Halloween parade of just, drag queens in the greatest costumes ever just walking up and down Broadway getting more and more drunk and now it's like you know a bunch of um, there's a magic dragon Chinese buffet and uh, lots of er- er- herbal shops uh, and because we're very close to Google and yeah. Amazon and there's no Halloween and yeah. it's just sad there's like maybe a couple of gay bars left up it there. sort of feels like here too it's, I, I mean it's, it's still fun they're still lively but it's just like it's sort of just not the same. Uh, like, we don't require queer spaces quite the same way we used to. 
Um, though they are still crucial to uh, our existence. It's just very. Sure. I mean, it's, it's not the social part of the like, yeah. you know, I mean, straight bars are fucking dull. <laughs> They're just dull. And I don't want to, you know, I mean, and I've been to like gay country bars. Yeah. Those exist where it's just country music and people yeah, are drinking. Yeah, we used to have one here and, called Hoedowns. Oh, shit. You don't anymore. They have, a great they have a great one. Oh, I forget what's the one in. Um, God, I can't remember. There's one in Dallas that's amazing. And I, I wish I could remember that. It's right across the street from, like, in Dallas, all the gay bars are right next to each other. One's called JR's. And then down the street is the lesbian bar, Sue Ellen's. And ah. then right across the street from that is the, I think it might be called the Roundup. I don't know. But there's a, um, and they take that shit very seriously. I mean, here's the weird thing. When we're talking about this, and I'm immediately like, uh, and, and this is, I guess this is why I still, I, I just kind of, I guess I'm a uh, gender tumbleweed. Yeah. But, uh but I remember all the gay bars. I couldn't name a fucking straight bar growing up to save my life. I couldn't name <laughs> one. I mean, I remember Hamburger Mary's on the Hill. And um, I remember going like when in my early 20s, just like hanging out at the Eagle and just kind of passing. Oh, yeah. You know, just kind of because I just want to hang out in that bar and yeah. just listen to music. And, and drinks were cheap. And yeah. you're just watching dudes in leather that look like Tom of Finland painting <laughs> or drawings just fucking making out with each other. And I'm like. Yeah. No one's going to bug me here. This yeah. is great, man. I just want to drink and hang out and or go and watch boys cage dance at yeah. our place. And that's funny. In I couldn't a, remember a straight bar to save my life. The yeah. one bar I'll always the, the one gay bar in the town where I grew up in Myrtle Beach, um, it was called the Offshore Drilling Company, which is like that's a pretty fucking <laughs> intense name for a gay bar. The Offshore Drilling Company. God damn it. They just got rid of innuendo altogether. Well, and then it was a bar in any way that you even, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just, where are you guys going tonight? We're going to Elbow Deep Macaroni Company. Yeah, right. And- <laughs> but I remember looking the, I remember looking the number up and, like, just seeing the name in the phone book, like, scandalized. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're almost out of time, so let me oh, ask no. you a couple of my favorite questions. I know, I'm sorry. We Damn do, it. I do short ones of these. I, I feel like that, like the. There's so much more ground to cover. I, you know? Well, that for sure. You definitely should come back, and um, we'll definitely do another one of these. But uh, I just, I don't know. All the podcasts are too long. All the straight. I know they're and they're they're hour hour two hours. Harmontown. Why is it two hours? You don't need to be two hours. I don't There's know. No. Joe Rogan can't. I like yeah. I could edit Joe Rogan's podcast down to like 15 minutes. I swear yeah. to God, I could. I swear. I swear I could. Oh, it could. You could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we have four, but I'm, 40 but minutes of Marin is good. It's amazing. 40 minutes. It's, I'm sure it's amazing. I just like to do half hour, I think, or thereabouts, because I think that's sort of like um, how long somebody spends at a treadmill commuting yeah. and something well, like that. Well, and I, I'll be, I'll sorry. I'm sorry because I did. I pushed it a little more because it, like this is one of those topics where as soon as you start it, I'm like, oh, this is a deeper well than I, 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 I don't really get to talk about this much. Like <laughs> as a straight dude, I'm like, I don't know what I am. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. All right. Well, we'll get we'll figure you out more <laughs> at a later date. Um, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Derek Sheen Rules with a Z dot com. Nice. And, uh, or um, at, tw- at uh, it's my name at Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. I, uh, all right. Awesome. Awesome. Instagram six 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 Derek Sheen six six six. And you'll be closing Star Bar tonight. Tonight. Uh, tonight. Yep. Very excited. Um, well, we hope you come back to Atlanta soon or come back to the South soon. Thanks for having me, by Absolutely. the way. And then you're at the show with me tonight, right? I'm hosting tonight. So yeah. I have to go get my costume. It's a really fun show, by the I way. Thanks for having me. Good. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, uh, oh, I like to ask this one question. Uh, what do straight people eat? What's like a straight food? Like when straight people get together, like what's the, what are they eating? Oh, I mean, okay. Uh, it, like, Straight food, uh, uh, 
chili. Uh, that's a big one. Chili's a real straight food uh, uh, with beans, for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. And then, uh, 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 oh, Cobb salad. That's a real straight real? person okay. thing. People right. like a Cobb salad or yeah. a chop chop. They like to say chop chop. That's a chop, straight. Chop, okay. That's a straight lady salad. Yeah, because you can share it, and it's chop chop, and it's got a little bit of teriyaki chicken in it, oh, and. Okay. Uh, um, uh, oh, anything, uh, uh, panini, that's a really straight thing. Yeah. That's a, how did, uh, like, that's like taking a sandwich and then that's how straight a people smushed. fuck up a sandwich. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what? I like to grill my sandwich, but only in specific places. That's what I would like is if you just, if the grill just made the sandwich chew the shit out of my mouth and then it was only melted every three quarters of an inch, that would be great. That's such a straight person sandwich. Let's make the grilled cheese harder and like less grilled. Fuck, fuck you. Paninis. Mm. Sweet potato fries. That's a fucking straight person food. Oh, fries weren't good enough. Now they need to be sweet and dicks. And then, uh, uh, oh, shit. Um, oh, uh, 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 potato skins. Super straight. Potato skins. Tater skins. Or or tachos also. Tachos. Yeah, tachos. Okay. Those are tater tot nachos. Tater because, tot nachos. Because, yeah. you know, what we needed in our nachos on top of the cheese was just more. We need a carb yeah, load. Really go, go to town. Can you and fry it, them? It's not in? like a, you can actually even sustain toppings on a tater tot. No, you know they don't I mean? stick. You can't pick it up like a chip. That's... No, they just put chili on top yeah. of it. And now it's chili and melted cheddar cheese. Do you remember in the 70s or when they introduced the taco salad at Wendy's and they just had the audacity to put chili on lettuce and call that a taco salad? What the fuck is that? That's the straightest thing that's ever oh, happened. Oh, that's such a Wendy's yeah. thing because remember they, they had that fucking chili they had to put the chili on everything. Yeah, that chili was just made out of like yes, and I used to work for one. So I'm oh, I worked you, at a Wendy's. They used to I ran a yesterday's super bar, hamburger. Sir, oh shit! <laughs> oh, remember? The, yeah, because they oh the the super bar was uh, the, the super best. bar like almost made me have a panic attack. I think I was like the salad bar was already too much. Yeah, you know the I mean? super because, bar. Yeah. And I'm glad they got rid Wendy's of it. Wendy's is straight people food. That's for sure. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I need my burger square. Could it get it? Get they, what? What sign was it? Right? Was it the square burger? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Well, you took the hamburger and made it square. Yeah. Good job, Dave. Is your name fucking Dave? Oh my god! Not Mad Dave or anything cool like that. Like. Uh, yeah. All right, so Derek, you have officially won straight people the podcast <laughs> because every time I ask people what a straight food is, most people are like, um, potato salad, and you came up with like 11 good answers. <laughs> so, all right, this has been straight people. That's been Derek Sheen. Uh, thank you. Fix yourselves. Old Koi rolls right off the tongue.